Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. This is Linda Willow-Roberts from Enlightened Conversations. I'm so excited. I have Kali Almoto here as a guest. She's a psychic medium and a pranic healer. She has psychic gifts started from the age of seven. She has a BA in psychology. She's a practicing art- artist. She's trained in pranic healing. She's lived in London and studied at psychic development, mediumship, and palmistry at the College of Psychic Studies for three years. Since coming back to Australia, she's actually started her own school in 2014. It's the School of Psychic and Spiritual Knowledge. And I'm just so happy to have you. Hi, how are you going? Hi, Linda. Nice to be here. Oh, lovely. To, I'm glad, glad you are. I, it's just a, um, a really good time to sit down and talk. You know, I'm not that... Um, knowledge i suppose on pranic healing okay so um pranic healing is um similar i suppose in its essence to a lot of the things people will be aware of and familiar with like reiki yes um i think at their essence all the energy healings are pretty much doing the same thing um but the man who uh, developed pranic healing um, decided that there was a lot of unnecessary complexity to a lot of the healing modalities. So he decided to um, develop a modality that was very simple. He basically stripped it right back to the bare bones Uh, just what was necessary and therefore it's very um, easy to learn and uh, very easy to understand and use so um, I really enjoy it I really like it I I got it straight away and um, probably because of its simplicity but we still use the same energy universal life force prana yeah, is a pr- prana um, is life force, isn't it? I um, I'm a Reiki master, and um, as much as I, I love Reiki, and I've been doing it for like twenty odd years, um, I still found it a bit. Um, I'm I'm like a um, a Leo, so I'm a bit of a bulldozer. So I like to have have things done and completed, and go bang, 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 and. I found that I was leaving people mind, body and soul, bringing things up and having to deal with it. And that sort of didn't sit right with me. Sorry. So I started to do theta healing. And theta healing um, is a a brainwave and we can just say and release things. And, of course, dealing with source energy. Um, Source will say no if somebody's got some homework to do. But I I found that that I wanted to help people more. Yes. Yes, they're all they're all they're all very similar. Um, yes. They just have different techniques um, surrounding their, you know, the technical um, operation of them. I think. 
Yes. So um, you have a school in Brisbane um, and that would be very exciting to be teaching. I love giving um, to people to help them learn and to open people's minds. Look, it is really um, exciting and fun to teach. Um, I'm doing, running uh, psychic and spiritual development courses, um, beginners and um, intermediate. I'm also running a palmistry uh, course yes. uh, for beginners and um, do regular meditations. And I'm also developing an advanced course that I'll run hopefully in the first half of this year. I've got some interest from some of my um, the students who are intermediate students now. So, yes, this is exciting. Um, well, great. For this year. Oh, that, that's new. great. So how did you find, I've, um, you've studied in, in London and I've only, I've been to, um, I've studied for a week at Arthur Finlay College um, with Tony Stockwell so, and you've studied for three years. So how was that? Oh, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Um, incidentally, I have, I did a, a day long workshop with Tony Stockwell at the college, um, Psychic yes. College, which is in South Kensington in London, the middle of London. Oh, it was amazing. And so many fantastic teachers who are, um, you know, quite often really well-known celebrities themselves in the, in the psychic uh, spiritual arena. Um, so I learned from the best and um, uh, it was just amazing, an amazing time. Um, it, learned it so is. much. Oh, it was, I learned so much, really, and it was so enjoyable. And I, learned, I met so many amazing friends and other people. Um, yeah, it was, it was just an amazing time, the whole time in London, but especially at the college. It's, it's lovely. I always um, like to uh, say to people in workshops and what have you that I'm open for people to learn from a lot of people, from everybody, because you pick the eyes out of what you need and then it morphs into what it needs to be for you. And that's what I've done, you know. So I, I can only talk from my experience, but when you study at other places in, in the world and you learn from a lot of different people, I just think that that helps you get to a place of having no limitations of, of thought processes to how you can heal and help people. Definitely. You know, I... I took three subjects there. I learned um, the psychic uh, development, the mediumship, and the palmistry. And I'd kind of been teaching myself palmistry for quite a few years from books, um, but really took it to so such another level. Yes. And mediumship, I'd never, I'd never really done it formally. Um, I knew that I could do it, but I you know, it took it, it took me up so much higher to learn it um, formally uh, for all that time. So I came away with, um, you know, greater ability and greater knowledge of what these terms meant. You know, like I had done some circles in Australia, but they never really explained what all the terms meant and what the differences were between, you know, all these different um, terminologies that we tend to bandy around a bit, but um, uh, not really know what exactly what they mean. So 
really it just took me up so many different notches to to study at the the College of Psychic Studies in London and it was it was so enjoyable too it also helped me be uh, more professional as well because of course they they go into professionalism and ethics and um, so I became yeah became very aware of of that as well so that helped me with my um, to become professional you know rather than just amateur <laughs> mm. Well, you know, you're right. I've, um, I've always been like a psychic and a clairvoyant. I've done certified angel intuitive courses, um, but I never called myself a medium. And somebody said to me one day, why don't you? And I said, because I don't feel like I'm specialised in that area. Um, so I actually was lucky enough to get a scholarship with Lisa Williams and study and become a certified medium with Lisa. <clears throat> and you're right, it does teach you you know, the right way to connect and and um, the integrity of it and, and those sorts of things um, because it's, it's easy to say you are this and you are that and I believe when we're gifted, everybody's gifted, everybody's got it. It's just that we've worked on it and, and built it up like a muscle that, that we've got that, that stronger connection. Um, but when you actually um, have done the work and you become certified, um, that really puts you at a level that you can actually discuss it with people. You know, I, I'd never put myself out there prior to, to that as being a medium because I thought that that was something that, that I really needed to be certified in. Well, I think that's right. You know, a lot of people use um, clairvoyant, psychic and medium interchangeably, but they're all different things. Yes. You know, medium is quite a specific thing, connecting with, you know, those who've passed um basically whereas psychic takes in a lot of other things as well that isn't necessarily that you know you can be a psychic without being a medium <laughs> yes and like they said it's you, you can't go from psychic and your clairvoyant to a medium you have to go sort of that way back up um and you know psychic when we're psychic and clairvoyant we're reading our clients memories and when we bring our a master guide brings in a passed over person we're actually talking to them about their memories so exactly. it, it's a different aspect, isn't it? It's totally different. You know, we're connecting directly with that person who's passed, which is such a privilege and so um, such amazing work, you know. Yes. When I, I first started doing it, I, I wasn't sure. I'm sure we all go through that. I wasn't sure whether I was really connecting in. But then when I got some really specifics, specific information that – there was no way you could guess. Um, you know that you're talking directly to that, the person who's passed over. It's amazing. I love their sense of humour. I've had some funny conversations with them and they've joked and, and, and joked about things only the client would know, you know, and, and sometimes they've joked with me personally. We have, because um, um, I'm from Tassie, we're into the AFL football and I don't know how many of the, the passed over people have come through and joked about my football team, you know, and, and, and things like that. And, and especially from, from like this Victoria and Tasmania, that's the sort of per, person that you would get and, and that's what they're interested in, and especially males because they love sport, don't they? Yes, it's amazing how they still retain the personality. Mm. Um, you know, they might be in a different energy form, but they still have the memories, the personality, 
um, is still all intact, it's still all there, um, which really surprised me at first, but it's definitely the case, you know. Yeah. You know what else I'm interested in that you do? Your palmistry. I've had the funniest experience with palmistry and I'm, I'm not, and I'm not going to say I am, I'm not an expert in palmistry. Not, not, not. Um, but I did this course uh, like 25 years ago with this lady that covered all sorts of spiritual things and we did a little bit of palmistry and she said the funniest thing to me and I've not ever had a chance to talk to a, um, somebody that does palmistry. She was actually teaching, can I ask you? Is that all right? Yep. 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 Um, so she was actually um, teaching this, this class for six weeks and each week we will do um, a different thing um, from Reiki to crystals to palmistry and all that sort of thing, you know, and I just went along. It was an adult ed thing. And we did palmistry and she was saying about one hand's different to, than the other. One is your emotions and one is what, what was coming in. And I said, oh, mine are identical. And she said, no, no one's is identical. And I showed her and, and she went, class, everybody have a look at this lady's hands. And mine was identical on both sides. And then I started thinking about that. And during the next week, I'd noticed some changes. And the following week, we went back and um, she said, how was everybody's week? Did you notice any different? And I put my hand up and I said, yes, my lines had changed and cracked and they were really itchy and they're not the same anymore. And she said, well, you don't actually feel like the line's changing. And I said, I said, have a look because they were all peeling. And she said, oh, class, everybody have a look at this lady's hand. And I felt like a bit of a twit at the time, uh, although, you know, um, that's what's, what's happening. Can that happen? I mean, I see that. But can the lines change, you mean? And can you? Like, that happened to me and I just felt it was really odd. Um, can it's not... Hand it, it's not odd. No, it's not odd at all. Right. Um, the lines always change. Do they? The lines cool. always change. Um, it's part of, you know, why why this is um, is a science as well as an art, because basically the lines are. Um, basically, when I did psychology, I was I was shown. Um, what's called a homunculus and it's basically a human figure with parts of the body shown in relation um, their size that they're shown in is in relation to how much of the neocortex is devoted to that part right. and the hands are the biggest part really so a huge amount of the neocortex is devoted to the hands and this is the basis of the science of palmistry. So as we make sense that as we change and grow, our hands reflect that and that's normal. Yes. Um, and this is why, this is why it's so valuable, you know. Um, I've seen my hands change over the years quite a great deal. You know, I used to have a very big um, break in my lifeline, in my right hand, that has completely gone, has completely healed up. Well, I say healed, <laughs> um, probably because a break isn't ge generally a good sign. So there's no break at all. Also, when I started teaching, 
I developed a really um, um, identifiable teacher square <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> underneath my identity finger, uh, which is amazing. You know, I, I, I knew so much about palmistry, but when I saw this happening, I thought, that's absolutely incredible. No. Yes. <laughs> so it's normal. It's normal <laughs> for the lines to change. Right. That's good because, yeah, when I actually did the certified mediumship with Lisa, um, <clears throat> in this part of my hand here, I have, I've been told it's a witch's world. It's, it's circles. I don't know if that's how you refer to it. But there was a tick after I was certified. I have a tick there on my hand. And I thought, oh, I must be on the right track. That's, I mean, <laughs> I... I I, I can't read it. I don't know exactly what it means, but I just felt like I must be on the right track. Yes, a well down in the Mount of Luna there um, is often called the psychic well. Um, shows, you know, uh, better psychic ability than normal and sometimes a, um, a better imagination and memory than normal as well. Imagination I'd go with, but memory, I don't. <laughs> I need help with my memory. But, yeah, okay, yeah. So I find that really interesting. You know, it's that's why I like having these conversations because, you know, um, you're a psychologist and a psychic and a medium and a palm, and do palmistry. And so to combine this, this, the, your BA of psychology with, with all of these things, this would be so beneficial to the people that you see. Yes, thank you for mentioning that. It's, it is. You know, I, I was accepted into my honours year um, in psychology at UQ, but I, I quickly realised that I was going to have to simply replicate a very, very, very tiny bit of someone else's study over and over and over and over and over again. And I thought, I didn't really want to do this. What I wanted to do was um, parapsychology, um, which was touted in the movies. You know, you, you saw the psychologists with their psychic cards and everything. Yeah. Um, and that used to happen. But by the time I got there, that was completely ridiculed and debunked and was not part of the psychology um, department anymore. And you weren't even allowed to mention it um, for fear of being laughed off campus, ridiculed. Yeah. So I was really disappointed when I found out that. I, um, I did my three-year undergraduate degree, finished that. And, you know, a lot of it is very useful, extremely useful to know about the mind and behavior but I didn't want to really go on and do the the further study because I wanted to develop start developing what I was what I was meant to do on this on this earth I think and that's to combine the the mainstream knowledge about the mind and behavior um, with my psychic abilities that I'd already demonstrated from the age of seven as you mentioned earlier mm. and to link it in with um, deep spirituality and this is what I've done and I'm still doing it's probably going to be a lifetime uh, development of this and when I started practicing uh, professionally in London 
I really didn't know whether it was going to work. I didn't have any idea. I was just being guided by spirit, basically. And this man came to me, my first client came to me for healing with cancer. So I thought, whoa, you know, thanks throwing me in in the deep end here. Um, we had only no, get what we made. <laughs> I had no idea, really. So I just trusted and I just went, all right. I'm honest with the client and I said, you're my first client. You know, I, I really don't know what's going to happen here, but um, his uncle had seen my photo and said, um, spirit's telling me that this lady can help you. So I said, okay, spirit's guiding me as well. And using the psychology, the um, meditation and the pranic healing all together, um, he was, he started improving very quickly. The tumors, he had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma tumors in his neck. They started getting smaller quite quickly. And I was, I sent him to the hospital to, to be monitored because I thought I want some objective monitoring here mm -hmm. to see what's actually happening. And after a very short period of time, just weeks, they, the tumours started reducing and the hospital, I said, don't, I said to the client, don't tell the hospital that you're having this alternative treatment because they'll probably tell you not to do it and to have chemo. So just stay quiet about that. And the doctors were going, we don't know how this is healing itself. It's a miracle. Um, I, I can't remember how long it took, maybe 10 weeks. And he was completely, it was 100% gone. And, That's you know, wonderful. eight years later, he's still 100% gone. So, wow. you know, I was absolutely, I was absolutely amazed, you know, and I felt like I'd won the lottery when he was fully healed. It was such an amazing feeling, you know, but it works. That The thing is, it works. So yeah. I'm glad that I didn't, um, I'm glad I didn't go on and do further study in the psychology. I'm grateful, very very grateful for what I know and what I learned, but I think I needed rather than going on and specializing in that I needed to really um, combine all, all the skills that I had into this modality. Yeah. That's, that's just a wonderful outcome. And it's really good that you didn't give way to the fear because a lot, lot of um, people, when, when we're learning things, um, we get the fearful, you know, um, and foolish, am I full of shit, you know. I don't know how many people at workshops that are, are developing feel like, you know, it's not there. So good on you for not giving way to the fear. Um, but you're right, you, you, you keep going. Like um, I've watched healers. I went to John of God last year in Brazil <clears throat> and to watch um, and, and everybody heals in a different way, you know, because... You know, when I do workshops, I always say to people, when I, at the end of the workshop, please forget everything that I've said. And they say, why? And I said, like before, it'll, you'll, you'll pick the eyes out of what you need to know and it'll morph into what it needs to be for you. So um, I can remember doing a share day with a Reiki share day and I was being thanked. Everybody was being thanked. Thank you for your Reiki. Thank you. And this lady stopped at me and she went, thank you for whatever it is you do. 
<laughs> you know, because it just morphs into what you need it to be for you, and that's exactly what you you were saying, you know. And you know, hats off for you for helping and and help heal people. I just think that's that's wonderful. And, and you know, that's to be in service to help people is just the best thing. We, I think sometimes we get more out of it than than what other people do. Look, thank you for that. And I think we do. I think we at least get um, the same amount because I can feel, um, I always ask spirit to come in to every healing, of course. And I can kind of, I can kind of hear them. It's like, um, it's like a choir singing um, with great harmonies. This is how I know that they're, they're working um, on, on the person. But if I need it, I can also feel it on me. Like the other day I um, was doing healing just yesterday and I started getting really hot, really, really hot. And it wasn't a hot day and I was really, it was like, um, I don't know, my temperature was rising and rising and I was sweating. I was thinking, oh, you know, I hope, I hope I'm all right. And suddenly they, it's like they picked up <laughs> gathered all this energy that I didn't need like old old energy that I didn't need and they threw it into the candle flame and I just felt I just felt it all I was like wow and instantly I was back to normal temperature and I thought wow you know I've I've just had a, a massive healing myself while yes. I'm doing this healing and um since then oh I felt so much joy i've you know i've been feeling more joyful as the years have gone on but just from yesterday there's something i can feel has lightened and changed and i i just feel lighter much much more joyful with everything that i'm doing yeah. so yes we get a great deal out of this work it's a great privilege to do it and it's exciting that so many people now seem to be turning to this work and turning to like you say amalgamating the, the talents and the skills that they have into a, um, a unique kind of uh, modality that that they can use it's like they're expressing um, spirit through themselves in a very unique way I find this really exciting it's a really exciting movement I'm oh, really happy to be part of it True. Um, like, how many, like, spirit doesn't need another me. I, I, you know, I will get the people that I need to get that I can help, and, and, and as do you. And so to be such, uh, like, so many individuals in a, in a world, that then they need all sorts of different people and at different levels because not everybody is at the same level. Um, and not everybody that I talk to will understand what I'm saying and, and so forth and so forth. So I just think it's wonderful how we just are opening and, and more and more and more. And I just love the fact that the younger generations, and I, like I'm 52, I'm not going to put you in that category, but like the younger generations um, are, are opening a lot earlier than, than I did. You know, back when I was opening, um, I had difficulty finding people as spiritual teachers. 
So I, I sort of was floundering a lot more and, and not had um, a lot of people to guide me. But now they're learning at a much uh, younger age and there's more people that can help them. I just think that's wonderful. It is wonderful. We're the same age, by the way. Just realised. Oh, are we? Sorry. Yes. I, I thought you were <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, um, Eckhart Tolle says something uh, along those lines that when the the most well-known Buddha was on the earth, the one who sat under the Bodhi tree for six years, there was very few people who were awakening at that time. Now there's a huge um, flourishing of people who are awakening even to these really deep wisdoms. Um, you know, I've had conversations with people who, you know, you just wouldn't, wouldn't even guess that they would know, but really in-depth conversations with all different types of people now. So it's, it's, it's an amazing time. It's an amazing, amazing time. Um, everybody has access to this knowledge now if they wish to, um, to learn. And it's like the, the energies are so much, um, they've changed so it's so much easier to, to understand it. <laughs> it's amazing. It is, isn't it? I think it is. Um, with um, Theta Healing, I absolutely love that. Um, that really capped off everything that I've, I've ever learned. I'm still learning. I learn every day. I learn from you. Like everybody we talk to, we learn from. Um, you just get to a point that something that you do, a modality that you do, ties it all together. And I, I found for me, theta healing, healing was um, the thing that tied it all together for me and, and pushed me out there. What, what out of all the modalities, do, do you did you find that did did anything do that for you? Did it like it, it was the last piece to your puzzle? Well, it would have to be the pranic healing because I had dabbled around with kinesiology, with Reiki, um, and while I have respect for those modalities, yeah. I just didn't feel I was very good at them, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got a, a friend who's great at the muscle testing with kinesiology and and I understood all the pathways and, you know, there's a lot to it. Um, but I couldn't do it myself. I just couldn't quite get the muscle testing right. And same with Reiki. I, I never really, um, I never really linked into the, the symbols and all this kind of stuff that was there. Um, but I have respect for them. But when I did the pranic healing, it was just instant. It was just, yeah. I just instantly got it and I knew that this was something I could um, include in my, in my practice and meld it in with all these other things that I was doing seamlessly. So, yes, you've got to look around for what resonates with you personally. Yes. Um, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with these other ones, but just resonates with you personally. And same with teachers. You know, this is why there's so many different teachers around because somebody may say something in a slightly different way that just resonates and reaches someone better than someone else does. But it's to do with that person's vibration. 
so 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 true you know um yeah that's that's exactly right you could speak to well i've done um last year i did a tour with two other mediums and we did three shows in new zealand and I can, st and so we, we bring through past over people. It was basically a and a So we do the show and then and the audience would ask us and then I would answer or whoever was going first would answer then a different person than the next person because out of, out of the three of us and we all speak, um, talk, have different energies, they would hear what the messages were and I, I really like the aspect of giving people alternatives. Like we have to show up. They have to be able to find us and we have to be, you know, be there for them to to get to us. But having um, a lot of different people for um, the public um, to hear and learn from, I just think is, is just the best thing. Technology and what we can do today and to be out there and be accessible is just wonderful. It is. It is. And all this knowledge that in the past has been um was classed as secret knowledge mm. um a lot of the indigenous cultures um knew a lot of this spiritual um wisdom and how energy worked but they would only pass it on to usually the boys <laughs> and uh not the general public there was a certain amount of people who were chosen and they would know this knowledge yes. and nobody else. But now a lot of the, the current great teachers are saying, um, let's not have this secret uh, knowledge anymore. A lot of the indigenous cultures are the same. It's like, we don't want this knowledge to be, to be lost, to, to be, to die. So anybody who's, who's, who's willing to learn it. Yes, we're going to teach. And um, people like um, Greg Braden, people like Drumvalo Melchizedek actively go and um, are taught all the indigenous ancient secrets. And now they're teaching the, these secrets to anybody who is willing to, to learn. So, you know, this is a, it's a really amazing time in, in oh. our human history. We're, we're evolving, aren't we? I mean, I can't, when I did my Reiki 1 25 years ago, um, we, we weren't even allowed to share, you know, and, and the, the other Reiki, um, share the symbols. You know, that was just, it was like you have to keep them. If you haven't um, been open to that and had your attunement, then you can't pa pass on that those symbols to other people. And so now you can access them on the internet and, and Google. And I sort of thought, you know, is that a good... I actually thought about it. I thought, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? But, you know, spirit, I'm talking about spirit. Is that a good thing or about, is that a bad thing? They will do with it whatever they want to do with it and they will guide the person for their highest good. So, um, yeah, I really think it's a good idea. It, and to pass I it agree. on... It, and to have teachers to just um, to so we don't lose that knowledge. Definitely, it has to not just be lost, but it has to flourish. And it well, like you said, it's it's helping us evolve now. Yeah. We really need very very desperately to evolve up now, um, mm. because things are you know we're at a crossroads. Definitely, 
um, I did a, a five-day retreat with uh, Drumvalo Melchizedek in um, Arizona. Sedona? In yes, Sedona. Lucky um, you. Oh, it was, it was one of the best things I've ever done in my entire life. Yes. And, um, of course, um, he, you may know that he wrote the books, The um, Ancient Secret of the Flower of Life, Volume 1 and 2. Yep. And I wear the flower of life around my neck all the time because it's, it's such a deep symbol. Um, apparently, it contains all the systems of life, not just yes. in our oh. solar system, but, you know, in an immense, um, I don't know, range, I suppose. And he said that um, in ancient times, even if you was you saw this symbol, you had to be killed. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whereas now, everyone is knowing about it. So many people are seeing it, and it resonates mm. with them. And you know, they're 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 downloading it and um, putting it on their on their phone or you know on their computer screensaver or wearing it and. You know, I think actually, I'm not sure of this, but I have a feeling that if you look at it deeply, um, you will actually evolve simply from contemplating this symbol that and all the true. symbols that come out of it. Yes. I went to Egypt last year and it's actually a flower of life in Abydos and it's the oldest recorded uh, flower of life uh, I think in the world, I think that's how it goes. I went with an Egyptologist from Brisbane and um, she's also um, studied Egyptian mysticism. And um, it's so powerful. Um, I'm doing a project at the moment and one of the things uh, on, on uh, what I'm doing has the flower of life. And it has, you know, we talk about Metatron's cube and, and all the, the um, geometric shapes all are formed from the flower of life. And it's yes. just... You know, it's, we can access, it's, and I just love this, this stuff. I mean, we all come back to past lives, like Theta, we deal in past lives and, and we can deal with our ancestry and, and um, witch things and Vikings and, and magician things. And then you've got um, all the ancient knowledge from Egypt. And, and just as you travel around the sacred sites, I don't know if you found this in Arizona, but I've been, uh, have um, been in Stonehenge, I would presume you would be because you lived in London, um, and been to Egypt and different places. You seem to break through that glass ceiling um, when you go to these sacred sites and the next layer of your spiritual involvement evolve, uh, or, or um, evolution it sort of happens when you go to these sacred sites and you pick up all of these... Um, I suppose it's it's in your blueprint, in your soul blueprint of, of what you've brought through. Um, did you find, have you been to Stonehenge 1? And 2, did you find that at Arizona, at Sedona? Look, I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, I've been fortunate enough, very, very lucky, to have been to many, many sites around the world. Yeah. Stonehenge, um, crop circles, um, which had amazing energy in them. Um, Egypt, all around um, Cairo and uh, Luxor, um, all those temples. Um, and I have, I didn't actually see the 
flower of life um i know the one you're talking about yes uh because drumvelo showed it to us in his talk he showed us a picture of it and it's it seems to be like laser etched it's so perfect is that the one you saw it's uh, at Abydos, and uh, it's, I think it's the one that's down um, where Osiris, part of Osiris's body was taken apart, and part of, I, I'm not sure whether it was his backbone or something was there, so yes, it is, it is lovely. Is it the one that, because I, they're, they're all over the place, you know, in all this ancient sites, but no, this, this one, the did, particular it, one. Yes. did it look like it was very precisely etched? into the stone that one it, 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 they're all yes and you could see the uh, yes the, the indent yes mm. yes but they're it's all, amazing all, all their um hieroglyphics and things like that are, are all perfect you know and, and it's we we went um down uh, we flew down to aswan and then went out four hours uh, to dendra to um the hathor goddess hathor um and and that was just amazing in itself but just to see the knowledge that they had and you know we were shown the helicopter and the submarine that like everybody knows um you know that was put there two and a half thousand years ago you know um and and just to see all the symbols and things that they have is just amazing so when you're in sedona so you went to you were at the vortexes i was before i say that though just to finish up on the egypt i yes. was really impressed when um, we went to the Valley of the King and Queens yes. and because it hadn't been exposed to light, the paintings on the walls mm. and the ceilings looked like they'd been painted last week. You know, the vibrancy yeah. of the colours and the perfection was absolutely astounding. You know, I was, I was so blown away by all of that. Um, yeah, amazing. Yes, when I went to Sedona, we did, um, um, you know, I quickly kind of met this group of friends. We seemed to coalesce together. And so after the lectures each day, um, we would go to the vortexes um, in the rocks there and lie on the rocks and experience that amazing energy um, for hours and hours way into the night um, and talk and just experience how rejuvenating that energy was. Um, oh, I'd love to go back to Sedona at some stage, but you know, it had been a lifetime um, wish of mine to go there. And when I, when I came across Drumvalo and saw that he was doing the, the retreat there, um, I just had to go and it was, it was, I definitely had spirits help <laughs> to get there. Yes. Um, um, basically I, I just had to go. And so they, when I first saw Drumvalo's courses, they said uh, it was actually full up and they said, look, just apply anyway and we'll get you in. <laughs> and they did. And um, yeah, that's a, an amazing story in itself, but you know, great opportunity to to go and be when you're actually in these areas and you're actually experiencing it firsthand. Um, I'm sure that it does add to our um, our evolution.
Oh, I, I think so too. I'm hoping to go to Sedona later in the year. Um, so I have got, uh, my sister has a friend who's invited us and she lives there. And um, that, you know, that I'd like to go to Mount Shasta and I'd like to go to Sedona. Um, I'm a bit excited, the trip that I'm doing to um, Scotland, we're going out to the Orkney Islands, so we're going out to the Ring of Brogna and um, Scara Bray and those sorts of places, and, and they are way older than the pyramids. So who knows what's going to happen. So, you know, it's sometimes when you're planning trips and planning go, go places, you really need to sort of let spirit with the synchronicity get you to where you need to go, don't you? So obviously... Yeah, obviously you needed to go to Arizona. Yes, definitely. And you mentioned uh, Scotland. Um, I also went, it was a, something I'd wanted to do to go to Findhorn up in... I don't know that. Um, it's like one of, I think it was the first um, kind of spiritual community that was set up um, that's still going. It's what the Is oldest, it? yeah. And uh, so I'd heard about it here in Brisbane and I really wanted to go. But as soon as I got to London, I realised that there was, Gunga G was doing a retreat, three-day retreat up there. So um, that's one of the first things I did when I got to London. I just thought, I love Gunga G, I love Findhorn. They're both going to be <laughs> the same place. So I, 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 I quickly zoomed up there and... Um, that was, you know, that was another life-changing thing that, that I did. Um, so, yeah, when you're there, be sure to check out Findhorn because it really is an amazing community. Now you've said that, thank you. Maybe that's why that discussion came up, you know. Sometimes I think that we're just having a lovely conversation. Other times a message will come in and you'll go, thank you, Spirit. So, so thank you. Thank you, Cal. Where were the places, what were the places called that you were going to see there, those ancient places? Um, on the Orkney Islands, so Scarabray okay. and the Ring of Brogna. Um, so they're very, like, I think 5,000 years old. I didn't very know old. about those when I was there. I wish I had. <laughs> well, they're... Still, one day. Mm. And then we're going over to, um, we're just staying in Inverness and then going over to the Isle of Skye. So I've absolutely loved talking to you because it's really, really good. But can we go back and talk about the pranic healing? Okay. Because I really am interested in it and I'm, I probably haven't experienced it myself as in um, I've not had somebody healing me or using that technique on me. So how... How does it work? What do you do? I know we tap into the source energy for any healing that we do, but what, 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 what happens and what, what do we do and what do we feel? Okay. Well, firstly, it's a no-touch method. Yes. Um, which I found very useful for especially um, treating men because then it's, you know, you're very professional, you're standing from a distance, um, which I really like. Um, so basically you're, um, you link in with spirit first through pranic breathing, which is an ancient technique. Um, raise your vibration as high as you can before you start. 
And then you do a technique that's called sweeping. So you're sweeping away any diseased energy, any um, used up energy from um, the aura, from the, the chakras, um, from the body. And um, then you um, intentionally funnel um, the life force energy through your palm chakras in through one palm and then direct it out to the client with the other palm. Right. And I always get directed by spirit what, what colours to use, how much. Um, and then you do the sweeping again. It's like a cleansing again of any used up disease energy they don't need. Um, and then you seal in the, all the energy that you've just um, put there so it doesn't leak out. Um, that's it in very potted form. But um, it's highly effective and very, yes. very simple. Very simple. Um, it takes a little bit to learn about the colours, I suppose. That's probably the most in-depth um, part of it. Also, if people don't know about chakras, you have to learn about that. I knew a little bit already about that. Um, but yeah, certain colours for certain healings um, is quite, quite unique to pranic healing because colour is something that is used in a very idiosyncratic way, depending on who you're talking to, which modality, which teacher, which system. Um, so this has a different colour system than other other systems. Other modality. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I've used colour, um, a little bit of colour therapy, I suppose, with the chakras. And when I've done um, workshops, we've talked about what colours and and what. Um, you know what techniques you and what what you can do with colours and things like that. So um, that would work hand in hand, really. It, it, we have access to everything, whether it's sound, colours, um, animals, um, musical instruments, whatever it is. We really have access to all of it to help heal us, and I think that's what's finally coming across. So, do the colours that you use for healing? Do they go along the lines of the chakras and, and angels? Like Raphael is green, um, so he's um, a healing angel. And um, our heart chakra is green. So is that something that you, that you would use a green for? Well, like I say, um, a lot of systems have different colours for different things. Like I had a partner a couple of years ago who was very into the Kabbalah for example, and they use different colours for the different chakras. Yeah. Um, so colour is quite um, a fluid thing. It doesn't have to mean that, that one, one colour has to mean what, you know, what you're taught in one system. I think it's intention is very important. If you have an intention to do, to do something healing using this colour, then as long as you're conscious um, with that intention, I think that that colour will work. So 
um, I, when I heal, I, I mentally say in my mind, I'll say this color for this, this color for that, this color will, this is what's happening now here, um, with, with spirits help. Um, yeah, so it's really interesting. Um, I even use colors, I suppose that are not in the pranic healing system. <laughs> I just use them because spirits sometimes say, put all this pink here, you know, and that's not really a color that you're supposed to use. So, you know, I use the basis, I suppose, of what I've learned in pranic healing, psychology, meditation, but I, I, I feel free to, um, with spirits help to morph things and use things in a different way. If I, if I feel it's right. You feel that's what's needed. Well, that's the best way to work with spirit, isn't it? They'll soon tell you something if, if something's um, needed. Um, I've really found talking to you interesting, but I want, to, I want you to just share for a minute where you can be contacted, um, what you do, what you've got coming up, so that if anybody's watching that they know how to contact you, where to get you, where to check your website out, Facebook page, Instagram. So uh, can you make us aware of where, where you can be contacted and what you've got coming up, please? Okay. Um, well, I have a Facebook page for my school the School of Psychic and Spiritual Knowledge, or SPSK for short. Um, I also have a website um, that uh, the school's name, um, I think it's psychicspiritualschool.com. Yes, that's how you can access the website. Um, also, Cal Yamoto is a very unusual name. I, I think I may be the only one in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so if people want to look me up on Facebook using my name, very easy to access me that way. Um, yeah, any of those three methods. And what I have coming up, I suppose I mentioned earlier that I do run psychic and spiritual development courses, palmistry courses. I do healing um, sessions people I also do uh, psychic reading professional psychic reading I've read it uh, the London mind body spirit the one here and you know hundreds of private clients now uh, and I'm also developing this advanced course um, that I will be running at some time uh, the first half of this year so um, this is for people who've already who've already done already on the path you have to know quite quite a bit already to to do that advanced course but that will be very um hopefully very very beneficial for um people's evolving yes and moving forward so where can they find you in australia where are you located i'm located in brisbane um if people want to come and see me uh face-to-face, -face, but I also do Skype healings, readings. The healings work um, because, as you know, energy travels instantaneously without geographical or physical barriers. So energy healing works on Skype just as well as being in the same room with someone. 
yeah, we can do it remotely. It's it's really not not us. I always say to everybody, like we just I used to call myself a tool, but I don't anymore. I was just a tool for spirit. <laughs> but I'm a conduit. We we conduits for spirit. And and we can just if if they want us to heal somebody, we can heal anybody really anywhere, can't we? And um they, they just give us the energy. I found um in a, in a few workshops and speaking engagements that I was doing that I actually started practicing um, sending the healing out, not through me, but getting source to send the healing out so that I could do a numerous amount of people at, at a time. Um, and I really liked that it wasn't coming through me, it was just coming straight from source to them. Um, so that it's a great thing that you do. Um, and thank you very much for your time. Do you have a, um, a phone number that we can contact you at? Yes, it's 0448-492-237. That is absolutely wonderful. Kelly. 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 I went yes. to say and I thought, that's not going to be right. You know, I think that that's okay because you've seen my heart now and so you know that, that, that I just don't pronounce things very well. So I'm really sorry. It's okay. Thank you very much for joining me. Love talking to you, love listening to what you do, love talking to you about the experiences that you've had and um, and just I hope the best for you and keep doing what you're doing and keep helping people. Thanks, Thank Linda. You. It was really great talking with you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.